This is the Swampscott Library's Librarians by the Sea podcast, where we share our love of a good book with you. I'm your host, Julie Travers. Today on the podcast, we have an interview with reference librarian Caroline about a book she finished recently called Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw. Spoiler alert, she didn't like this one. The dark and haunting romance tells the story of Nora Walker, who descends from a long line of witches and finds a lost boy from the camp for wayward boys that is located in the woods behind her house. Caroline explains why stories about magic are hard to tell and gives great reasons why more adults should read young adult novels. Enjoy! Hi, uh, Caroline. So good to talk to you again um, about another book. Hi, Julie. It's great to talk to you, too. I have read Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw, and I'm excited to talk to you about it today. Great. So what, um, what is it about? Um, you know, can you just give some basic plot without giving too much away? So Winterwood is about Nora Walker, who is the descendant of witches. And in her small town, which is normally like summer home areas in the mountains by a lake, and right now it's the dead of winter, so nobody's around. Her mom is off selling something somewhere else. There are no adults in this book. (laughs) But um, there is a correctional camp for, for juvenile boys close by, and two of those boys have gone missing. And two weeks after they've gone missing, Nora is walking and she finds one. And it's sort of a mystery novel um, where Nora is trying to find out what happened to the other boy and who the boy that she found, who's named Oliver, what happened to him and how he got there. And the book surrounds that mystery along with Oliver's amnesia and um, Nora grappling with the fear that she might not have any magic because none of her magic has shown up yet. And um, it deals with her trying to find this mystery and just questioning who she is as a person. And (laughs) if that sounds very interesting, it should be, but this book did not execute it very well. Oh, no. Um, So what first drew you to the book and uh, what did you like about it and what did you dislike about it? It's really well reviewed on uh, Goodreads. I saw that it had like a generally a high rating and it is very atmospheric and I guess witchy is a great way to describe it. Like it's just very beautifully written. The prose are a little over the top, but not unpleasant. And it's just... It was really good, and the cover was cool. I am a sucker for a good cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just really well-reviewed, and I started reading it, and it seemed the first couple of pages seemed really gripping. Um, I'm definitely a person that if I am not hooked in the first couple of pages, I will usually put a book down. But um, And also in the book, at the end of some of the chapters, there are excerpts. Nora's family has a book of witchcraft that's been written over the centuries um, by members of her family, and they show excerpts of that book, which I absolutely love. Mm. Uh, But the problems with the book really come from 
the fact that there are conveniently no adults there, and it really does feel like that it's just because it's just convenient because adults have logic. Mm-hmm. There's no police in this town because it's convenient for a murder mystery that there's no police and just teenagers. And um, there's also, like, this is a correctional facility for, like, juvenile boys, but there's no, it's like, a, it's called, like, a camp, like a summer camp that they are just there all year round. It's not, I guess, juvenile correctional camp is not exactly right. It's more like boot camp, like non-military boot camp. Okay. But, like, there's no camp counselors anywhere. They're out drinking and burning a house down. Like, I'm not understanding what's happening for the adults. So the, it didn't quite make sense from a... Yeah. Yes. Um, and there are also, what I didn't like about the book was that there were too many different points of focus and none of them really held a lot of weight. Like there was a murder mystery. There was Oliver's amnesia because he couldn't remember what happened uh, the night he and the other boy went missing. Uh, There's Nora's relationship with her mother, and her mother doesn't want her to be magical because she wants her to be normal and to grow up with a normal life, which is something she always wanted but never could because the walkers are, like, infamous. And um, Nora's relationship with her grandmother, who was very um, witchy and knowledgeable in um, sort of their craft. Um, and her grandmother recently died, so she's still um, grieving from that. And there's also Nora wondering, because her magic hasn't shown up, usually each member of this family has a has a nightshade, has a, like a special magical trait that they personally can do, and really nobody else can do it. Hmm. And we do get hints, I mean... Spoiler alert, we do get little hints of Nora's magic, but it's kind of subtle. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's dumb. <laughs> this is a deus ex machina, save the day kind of magic. And it's kind of like, could you just weave that? Like, it would have been easier to weave it in there in a fun kind of way. Mm. And it just wasn't. Um, do you typically like stories with magic? And um, what makes a good story? That is also magical. Um, I do. I really love stories with magic. Um, I love Harry Potter, the Dresden Files. Um, I love uh, the the Throne of Glass series. Um, It's just, I think it's just like a fun sort of escapism where you get a, you get different types of storylines that you might not be able to get in a normal world, like in the average everyday world. Um, but I do think it's very hard to write stories with magic. I know I've tried to um, construct narratives with characters that have magic, but the issue when you write with magic is that a lot of times, depending on the rules you have with this magic or how hard or soft the magic is, meaning like how much structure is it just sort of magic for convenience, which is like soft magic, like you can kind of do there's not a lot of structure or rules or there's hard magic where it's very structured mm-hmm. and there's definitely things you can and cannot do. And then there's a middle ground between the two. But I find with stories with magic, 
either the problem that's happening could be easily fixed with um with the magic or and they just don't just because then there's no story um or the i do find sometimes that's like you can you create the problem with the magic it's like well then why don't you just do literally anything else mm-hmm. um but i feel like it can create sort of plot holes in books and shows and movies but all in all i do i do enjoy a good magic story <laughs> that's good yeah i haven't thought about that but uh what you're saying makes sense about um some of the plot holes that it can create so have you read anything else by this author before um, or heard stories typically like this, if you have, or? Um, I have not. I know she has another book called Wicked Deep is her other book. And I haven't read it, but I do, I did look at the reviews for this book and it does seem similar. It does seem to be similarly written with that same sort of magical mysticism. Uh, atmosphere of the book I really I really want to emphasize how good the atmosphere is um, in this book it's just oddly placed I feel like the same the same sort of magic with this same sort of atmosphere with even similar characters would be so good if it was just executed a little bit better I see I was looking at some of the Goodreads reviews which are you know, they can be um, good for some things and not so great for other things. But I did see a lot of descriptions of the book that were, uh, where they were described as, you know, it was quiet, slow, uh, very intense, like a slow burning story. Did you find that at all? Um, It is. I do find that this book, it's slow, slow, and then it starts to build in like a really nice way. But then at the end, like everything just goes nuts like the ending of this book is like character like everybody's in danger it's so heightened the danger that just didn't exist in really the rest of the book mm-hmm. even in points that maybe there should have felt like there was more danger just that tension for whatever reason just really wasn't quite there and at the end of the book there's a lot of tension and a lot of danger to the point that it almost feels out of place in this chill little quiet book mm-hmm. What did you, how did you, what'd you feel about the main character? Could you relate to her at all or? I, I could. Um, I thought that she was reasonable. She didn't, she wasn't, she wasn't obnoxious in her being an outsider. Uh, she does have moments where she is proud of who she is and her heritage and her family line. But also at points she's like, oh, it might be nice to have some friends and have not everyone call me the weird witch girl. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't find her obnoxious. I do find that the romance was obnoxious and really was just there for the sake of having some romance in this teen drama. But it just really didn't need to be there, but it was. So I accepted it for what it was. Mm. <laughs> but um, I found that all, not, I mean, all the characters seemed. I could see why they would act the way they would um, and have their actions, except for some outlier characters where you're like, but I don't know you. I don't know why you would do this. Um, Everybody seemed okay. 
the only issues I have were sometimes with the dialogue because every once in a while I'd read be into this character's conversation with another character for a while. And I would stop and I'd think to myself, has Shay Earnshaw ever spoken to a teenager? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's every once in a while I would come across that, but it wasn't too bad. And I, you know, you find that with a lot of books, like especially when you're writing about teens, when you're an adult, like sometimes like it's a combination of either just acting out of the norm or like just trying to be too teenagery and i feel like it was a mix of both with this mm. but um i feel like the characters were fine um the only real issue i had was that this book is actually told from two different perspectives some cha- chapters are no- written from nora's perspective and then some chapters are written from oliver's uh, the boy she finds in the woods perspective. And the issue I had with that was that the tone of the book and the book itself is just has such a distinct atmosphere and that doesn't change from chapter to chapter. Like the chapters from Nora's point of view are written very similarly from Oliver's point of view. And because it's such a dramatic way of writing, having these two very different characters written in the same way um sort of took me out of it a little bit and i feel like oliver wouldn't think or speak or experience things the same way as nora would and so the rhetoric was just too similar in between the two points of view which mm-hmm. was another issue i had with it it's not like um in throne of glass where you have different perspectives but the tone and the writing is not as atmospheric it's still very it's good. Like I love those books, but it's still very borderline sort of normal that when you go in between with little changes, like it feels very flowy from character to character. But this one, because the atmosphere was so heightened in this book, Mm -hmm. um, it just didn't feel like a good choice. (laughs) Did this book take place in the summer or the winter? It took place in the winter. It was like dead of winter. There was a huge snowstorm that came in. Um, that's why, like, there were no policed or adults. Mm, like, it's like a summer home kind of place. So, like, Nora and her family live there all year round, but, um, uh, nobody was there because mm. it was winter. Um, do you think that had any impact on, on your taste in the book? I, I wonder if, I mean, I'm even starting to turn my own reading taste towards, like, uh, spring or summer settings. I, I wonder if that had anything to do with it, or do you generally like like a dark sort of? Tale? I do. I love the dark sort of writing, and honestly, it, it still feels like winter to me now, just because we're inside all the time, right? Not going out, doing anything. I saw that a lot of reviewers compared the book to Practical Magic. Have you read it? And I've never read Practical Magic. That is on my list, though. Um, but I have seen the movie. I don't know how different they are. Mm-hmm. Probably decently different, but uh, um, I could definitely see that in the style of the magic. Because it wasn't like, it's not distinct, like, you know, say a spell pointed at somebody. It's very, um, it's very sort of like, me- like the method of the magic is sort of like, I'm going to create this brew with these ingredients. Um, it's definitely more of a 
of a like a witchcrafty magic versus a point and move the broom kind of magic. Right. So I wonder if we could get into YA um, as a genre, um, young adult literature. Why is it a draw for you? Um, it seems like you like YA. What do you like about it? I like that the writing is a little bit more carefree and there's a lot more, I mean, YA is really just an umbrella term for many different types of books. You can have sports, you can have magic, you can have mystery, you can have um, just anything from mystical lands and to galaxies far, far away to right down the street kind of books. Um, And it really just depends on the author. You can have, um, you can have books like The Hate You Give, which is amazing. You can have books like The Book Thief, which is amazing. Um, Then you can have this book, which is fine. Um, But um, there's just a lot of different, I think YA is just an umbrella term for a just an entire fleet of books of different styles and tones and authors. Um, And I think it really just depends on your taste. Um, Yeah. Um, So we have a young at heart book club, which is devoted to reading books by um, that fall under the the umbrella term YA, um, but a group of adults who do that. Uh, Why would you urge more, adults to read YA? I think that um, a lot of YA novels really focus on the emotional upheaval of becoming an adult that I think really goes back to the basics of who you grow up to be and the kind of person that you want to be. Um, Is I feel like a lot of YA novels deal with coming of age tales. And I feel like a lot of us growing up, though we might not have like a distinct novel of our life, we can relate to a lot of these characters and a lot of the struggles that they go through. Hmm. What do you think makes young adult literature either good or bad? I think that definitely you have to have a good concept. You have to have a good story to write. I mean, that's the same with all books. And I really think it comes down to why some books are better than others. Um, You have to have a good tone, a good story to write, good character development. I like books, I mean, for me personally, I like books that the theme is, and the structure of the book is sort of interwoven. There's like a circular storytelling, like, especially in this book, um, I feel like that the ultimate solution to the problem was Nora's magic, but that wasn't a heightened problem throughout the book. And there are hints to what her magic was, but I feel like it could have been woven in better. Um, Essentially what I like in YA stories, what makes I think a good YA story good or bad is um, the character's journey and how that relates and makes you as the reader feel. Mm. Definitely. Now, since this book wasn't sort of, your choice um what what are you looking forward to reading next that you hope will be um a better fit for you 
Uh, I've got, I'm actually starting to run out of books. Um, I just picked up Normal People. I just read that. Really? Oh, well, when I'm done, we'll do another one of these. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just read Normal People, or I'm just about to start Normal People. I'm a couple pages in. I started to read last night, and then I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited to read that, and then I think Hulu's doing another series. Yes, I saw a commercial for it, and I can't wait to watch it. It was so shocking because I saw, I didn't catch the title of the series, but then just saw, you know, glimpses of Ireland and, like, two Irish teenagers, and I said, is this normal people? And then the title came up and it was. So I'll have to check that out and see how it compares. I do notice though in normal people, do they not use quotation marks when they talk? They don't. That's so, I started to read it and I was like, this is a little unsettling. I know it can be. I guess like, like you probably get used to it after a while. You do. It is sometimes difficult to figure out who's talking, but otherwise I think she makes it work. That's good. Yeah. And also I want to watch now that the, all the ser- the whole series is out. I want to watch little fires everywhere. Oh yes. I just finished that. Um, the other day and it was, it was interesting. I, I need to reread the book to make sure that I remember exactly what happened because I have heard that the TV show is different, but, um, yeah, the TV show was e- extremely dramatic, but mm-hmm. The book was pretty dramatic. I listened to the audiobook, which is re- which was really good. If I recommend, I forget who ne- who is the who reads it, but she did a really good job. Sounds good. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. Hopefully, our patrons can take away that you know the the pros and cons of this book and. Um, if you liked what Caroline said about it, then definitely check it out. If not, um, move on to something else, I guess. <laughs> Read some YA. Yeah, check out YA as, as, in general as an umbrella. Okay, um, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.